You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Today I brought on two friends of mine. I've watched them grow and they've done an incredible job of influencing other dentists. And I call them the superheroes. And when these two superheroes got together, Amanda and Adamo, they created a powerful relationship that's helping so many people. So today I asked them, I want to know the story behind these two superheroes. So listen up. It's a cool story. I know you guys will enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You know this jam here. This is so much fun for me. I am a CE junkie, so I hang out a lot of courses and I get to learn all day long and I'm bringing you on this journey with me. And today I have two of the most amazing rock stars in dentistry and they're together in the same room and I can't <laughs> even believe it. So I've got the Amanda and Adamo superpower team today and I'm so grateful. So thank you, thank you guys for being on. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for sure. Yeah, oh it's my been God. a while. Glad to be back. Yeah. And in this brief moment in time, you guys are teaching and you have this, you have this rest day. You know, you guys are like the Rolling Stones and you got this day where you guys, I don't know where you got this day off and we're just going to kind of calibrate. Um, and I've watched both of you grow. I said this before we hit the go button. You're in a category one. There's nobody that does what you do. And today... I'm going to have, look, this is called voluntolding. I'm just going to have you guys back. You don't even have a choice. But today, <laughs> I love the power of story. Like, I want to know the story. Like, how I've had both of you on the podcast separately. Yeah. I've watched this grow. I want to know the story. So, take us from the beginning. Where do we start? First, wait, let's do this. I got a lot of dental students listening now. Who are okay. you guys first? And then we'll go into the story. Let's do that. Oh, wow. You want to go that far back? <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess you want me to start. Yeah, you got it. So I'll, I'll tell, since you have a lot of students, I'll tell them how I got into dentistry and how I ended up here and along the way how I ended up in ed educating. But it, it's really, it was really strange, my journey. When I was in college, I had absolutely no drive to do anything academic at all. I was a ridiculously good soccer player. And I wanted to play pro ball. And that was it. I didn't care. I just got by. 
Um, and then when I graduated, I did play a little pro ball and I saw my first paycheck and I was like, uh, I'm never going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. And I'm going to be really poor if I continue on this path. So I quit. And um, I went home. I had really, I didn't know what I wanted to do. My dad uh, drove a garbage truck. My mom was a secretary. So I went to work with my dad thinking that he would be like, oh, yeah, you can run the business and take the business over. But he had other ideas in mind. So he made me pick up the garbage and told me he was going to teach me how to work with my head rather than my behind. Um, and that's what I did for about a year. And during that time, my big brother in my fraternity was a first year dental student at NYU. And he's like, dude, go to dental school. And I was like, bro, what's the dentist? Like, I've never been. You know, my parents are immigrants from Italy. We didn't go to six month recare appointments. I, I think I went to the dentist twice in my first 20 years of life, 22 years of life. Um, so I, I had nothing to do, so I applied. I ended up getting into NYU and I was waitlisted at Stony Brook. And I wanted to go to Stony Brook so bad because it was close to home and I was going through some family issues. So I literally, after I got off the garbage truck, I went to admissions every day, smelling like you can't even imagine. And the lady would smell me like from 50 feet away and be like, is that you again? I'm like, yeah, here I come. <laughs> um, and she was like, well, are you gonna come here every day? I go, yeah, until you let me in. Mr. And then, Persistent. That's it. And she called my mom at my at our office and said, is Mr. Persistence there? I want to talk to him. Wow. And I got on the phone and she was like, if you want it, you're in. It was the last day. And I was like, thank God. So I ended up going to Stony Brook. Um, I was very into the cosmetic thing, even as an undergrad, like as a resident. I did a lot of stuff. And then when I graduated, I got in this office um, that was already fee-for-service, higher end. My boss at the time was a CEREC trainer. And I remember there was one lady who had a huge influence on me speaking. I don't know why, because I never did. Um, but about a year in practice, I see this lady's name on my schedule. And she she has passed away. She worked for Patterson and Sarah for many years. And then she worked for Ivor Klein. Her name is Patty Schmidt. Yeah. Amazing woman. Amazing woman. And yeah. Patty, for some reason, I met her. She took a liking to me. The next thing I know, she's in my schedule to do veneers. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So she sits in the chair. I had no pre-op, nothing. I knew she had veneers. She wanted them redone. So I'm like, Patty, what are, what are you doing? She goes, oh, um, you're going to redo my veneers. And this is your interview to become a CEREC trainer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so she hired me to be a CEREC trainer. Then I started doing that. I did that for about eight years. And then that's all I spoke about was CAD CAM. I, had a, I did basic training for Patterson. Then I developed an intermediate and advanced course with my friend Pete Patelis in Philly, and we would teach them on the side. Um, and then it wasn't until I got accredited that someone asked me to speak on cosmetics. And at that point, I got hooked. But along the way, Patty, she came to my first lecture and she was like, she was like, you have to record yourself because you say the word um every five seconds. And I did. And then she sent me to Dale Carnegie in Manhattan for a three day intensive uh training course on how to lecture, how to public you speak. You get trained how to speak. Well, I'm just fabulous as always. Anyway. <laughs> it was an enhancement. You, you, never, you kept that from me. You never told me that. There are always new stories with me. Don't you know this by now? But oh, yeah, she that. insisted that I go to Dale Carnegie and take this three-day course. And it was great. And it was great. Um, a huge help. A huge help because when you see yourself lecture for the first time and you're like, wow, did I really say that word or did I really go um five? Never say um. Never. Not anymore. No. That is awesome. 
I feel Amanda. so privileged. Hold on. Let me tell you what's going down right now. Please. Her mind. I know her like a book. She is so angry that I haven't told her this because she wants to take the class too. She just, she gets a little jealous of me sometimes. I don't know what it is. But I'm not jealous, but I feel like you were withholding information. I did not Whoa. withhold that. Whoa. Yeah. I'm facilitating a little conflict. I love it. That's right. Just watch. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to be oh. gone for a month and I'm coming back. She's going to bring it. You watch. We go through her story. She's going to drop a bomb you've never heard either. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to go find another speaking thing. She's going to go take everything under the sun. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Go back to this. So you go through the Dale Carnegie. You are a Sarah Trader CAD cam. How, turn this to like how how do we get to present day for you? And maybe wait, wait, maybe we tell Amanda's story. And then I want to yeah. hear how you guys got together type yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, my, we know you didn't t- take Dale Carnegie. So that's no, one. No. <laughs> um, my story in some ways is similar to Adamo in that I didn't really grow up going to the dentist either. Um, my family moved around a lot. And so I, I really didn't, I wasn't very focused. I didn't have a vision of what I wanted to do or where I was going to go to school after college. Um, everybody seemed to know where they were going to move to or who they're going to work for. And so my best friend from high school, I would live with her family in the summer because she was, my family got divorced right before I went off to school. And so she, her family kind of was like the family I always wanted, right? They had dinner every night at the same time. They, um, that's a little Pomeranian. It's vicious. Um, will you grab him? Thank you. Um, and so when we got to the end of, of college, I said, Erin, I said, what are you going to do? And she said, I'm going to go to dental school. And I'm like, well, that sounds good. I'll just do what Erin does. So I applied to school, not knowing anything about dentistry and, um, went to NYU. And even after NYU, I just, I liked it. I realized I, I got to den- the dental school and I liked working with my hands. I didn't love some parts of it. Like I didn't love oral surgery or endo, but I loved working with my hands. And I didn't know I liked cosmetics, but I guess I liked yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the wax ups and things mm-hmm. like that. I got out of school and I went to my very first AACD um, as a new grad. And that was the first time that I saw dentistry that was just on a different level. And I remember looking at the educators out there and thinking, oh my gosh, like uh, that's the kind of dentistry I want to do. And how do I get there? And so I would just start going. Um, I met Tom Trinkner, which I don't know, you know, Tom, right? I I, I happened to meet him at my very first AACD, got in contact with him. He lives in Columbia, South Carolina, which is about two hours from where I live. So I would drive to Columbia any chance I had to watch him do these big cases. And so then you know, I used to do whatever Aaron did. Now I did whatever Tom did. So Tom was like, I went to Panky. So I went to Panky. He's like, I hired this consultant. So I hired this consultant. So I, you know, I, even though I never had the true vision for myself or the goal for myself, I saw people that lived a life that I admired, that inspired me. And I just thought, you know, they seem to have it figured out. So let me emulate them and, and, and let them mentor me. And so I went through Panky, I went to COIS, um, and I went through the accreditation process. And then one day I used the same technician that um, Tom Trickner did, which is Matt Roberts, who's now retired. Um, but one day Matt Roberts reached out to me and 
said, Hey, do you mind if I publish this case that we did? And I remember that feeling like me, like you work with Tom Trinkner and you work with all these people. Like you don't want to publish my case, publish Tom's case. He's like, no, 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 it's really good. And so um, publish the case. And then I, I started writing a bunch of articles, you know, cause I was already documenting everything, uh, photographing everything. And then one day Iva Clark um, called me and blew me out to Buffalo. And I mean, I was so naive. I really just thought, oh, that's so nice. You know, they just want to fly me out and let me see the facility. And at the end they said, do you want to lecture for us? And Kirk, I've never even put a keynote, a PowerPoint together in my life, you know, and, and I'm very, um, I don't know if insecure is the right word, but feeling a bit like a fraud, like how can I teach anybody anything, right? I mean, I'm honored that they asked, but at the same time, I felt like really unsure about myself that I had that capability to do that. But it was something that challenged me. And I said, can I try it one time and see if I like it. And if I don't like, don't be upset with me. And they said, Oh no, no, no problem. And so they, I did my first lecture. And when I came home, my husband said, well, do you want to do it again? Did you like it? And I said, I didn't love it, but I feel like I could have done a better job the next time. And it was just something that I, it challenged myself because I didn't take speaking classes. Um, and I, I yeah, you know, I just, each time I did it, I started to, to pick up on how could I do this better or, um, I don't know. So it, thus began kind of a, a lecturing career. And I started working, you know, with different organizations and different companies. Um, but yeah, that's kind of so, my story. So I, timeline, I'm trying to get my brain around. So when you went to Ivacar, how many years ago was that? Oh, gosh, 2010. So that was 2010. Okay. Yeah. Then you started speaking. And mm -hmm. so how did, when was the first time you guys got together or at least met? Was that on this path with Ivaclar? Like, how did it happen? Way yeah. later. Way yeah. later. So walk us through that. How did that happen? Five years ago. Five years. Uh, yeah. 2000, November, 2017. Okay. Yeah. In Austin, Texas. It's almost our six year anniversary. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay, okay, what um, what meeting was it? Where was it? what was it? ASDA, American Society of Dental or for Dental Aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And so we knew of each other um through the academy because he was pretty involved. And I always went to the academy, but I really didn't get into leadership and he started to before I did. Um and we had some mutual friends, but we didn't technically know each other. Yeah. And so we were sitting at ASDA and sitting in the very back row because I had to sort of work on a lecture and he had to sort of work on a lecture too. And, and we were clearly not paying attention to whoever was lecturing. So we were sitting, we happened to just sit next to each other, laptops up and working. And I look over and I was like, hey, I'm Amanda. And it's like, I'm Adamo. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. And he said, oh, that's really nice. And then, um, we had mutual friends. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So yeah. they saw us kind of like starting to collaborate. And, and I think they got unhappy for a second and jealous. So they lean over and they're like, Adamo's coming to teach us photography in my office. And I was like, all right, I'll come. So we did. We went in January. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. She just invited herself? 
when you said I'll come, she and she, you so, go, well, she said no. Well, let's go to Charleston. It's a better city. So this whole little bicker starts. Whoa! Yeah, so my friends were like, "Why is he coming to Charleston?" I'm like, "I don't know. I've been sitting here talking to him for the past hour. But if you guys want to do it somewhere else, we can do it somewhere else." Um, so then we ended up in Palm Beach. You ended up in Palm Beach, and we were there a couple of days, and it, and it was funny because I'm looking around, and you know. I like to think that wherever I teach somebody learns something, but I ain't getting that vibe from her. I'm like, why are you even here? I'm like, you know how to take pictures better than I do. You know your camera. She's like, well, can you help me with video? She wanted to get into it. And I was doing a lot of video. I'm like, all right, we'll do that. I'm like, at least thank God you didn't waste two days doing nothing here, but hang out. So we we kind of hit it off from the beginning. Um, and then... Quite symposium. Yeah, so she... Uh, this one I'll never forget because I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So... She calls me or, yeah, calls me maybe it was April-ish, March, April of the same year. So I've only known him a few months. Yeah. And I was asked to speak at the Koi Symposium 20th anniversary. And I had, I mean, I had lots of lectures in my armamentarium at this point that I could have used, but I wanted something new and different. And I wanted to completely... I wanted video in there as well. And, you know, if you're an educator, you know, especially if you're trying to document clinical technique to take photos and video and actually do it at the same time is so difficult. So I'm like, you know, like I wish somebody could just video me while I'm doing it and photograph it, but somebody who understands what I'm trying to do. I don't want to hire just some dude from Charleston. I need a, a dentist. And so I was like, Adamo. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, uh, any chance you can come to Charleston like this month? I'm like, all I need is a solid day. I need to get content um, so I can put my presentation together by July. And so. Yeah. Can. So I actually was lecturing that day. The weekend she wanted me to come, it was in May. I lectured with my mentor at the time, Gary Alex. We did an occlusion lecture on Friday. It was the only weekend I had free. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to finish the lecture, go to the airport. I'll land at 11, we'll work Saturday, and then I'll fly home on Sunday. And I did. And we got a lot done. And I... Yeah, I we were like lock and step. You know, and we've right, never yeah. really worked with each other. And I, I had my camera set up. I had the tripod. I had all this. And he's like, yep, yep. How about this? I'm like, yep, yep. I mean, we just... I don't know. It was kind of weird. We clicked. And we got so much material done. And we were there a lot. But, I mean, the amount of stuff we did. But like Amanda was saying, it's almost like... I didn't even have to think. I knew exactly what she wanted and vice versa, right? She right. just kind of talked about her vision and it wasn't like she had to be like, okay, I want you to do this then. I'm like, just, I'll go with it because I think I know what you want and we flew. So we go to, so this is the first time I meet her husband. We go to dinner that night and I'm like a, first of all, I'm very humble that she asked me, mm -hmm. okay? And, I looked up. To, I mean, I knew who she was way before she had any idea who I was. And now I'm helping her with probably the biggest lecture of her life to the, at this point. I'm like, wow, she could have asked a bajillion of her friends to do this. And she picked me. So we go to dinner. We get back to dinner. We're having a glass of wine. It's me, her and her husband by their little bar. And Amanda's like, I'm dead. So she goes to bed. So I'm BSing with David. <laughs> David goes to sleep. And then at five in the morning, David comes out. And he's like, how'd you sleep, bud? I'm like, huh? He's like, how'd you sleep? I'm like, who the hell went to bed? He's right. like, wait, what? <laughs> he came for like one night, literally. And he stayed up all night and he edited the video. He did all this Every stuff. Day. Like wow. everything. 
Well, I did not want to leave if she didn't like, because I have like six hours in the morning. I'm like, can you just look at this and make sure this is exactly what you want? Because I'll go to the office again right now. We'll keep going. Right. But I didn't want to disappoint her because I knew, A, how nervous she was because of the, the environment. You know, I spoke the year after and I get it, but I couldn't imagine what she felt. I never really lectured at that point in my career on any big stage. So yeah. I don't usually get nervous, but going into certain things that now we've both had the honor of lecturing at like symposium restorative academy the nerves are insanity mm. insanity and i never understood it i get it now so now i know why she reacted that way in a positive way and said hey i want fire i want this all done i want it over from scratch and it's impossible to do alone right so there are times where we try to film refilm stuff by ourselves mm -hmm for our courses. And then it's like, God, and then when we were together, it's like, wow, we just did that in half the time and it's twice as good uh -huh. because we, we like, we're on the same page. We're totally different right? in so many ways. You don't say. Yeah. I mean, I had speaking lessons and you did not, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but when it comes different. to mindset and focus and delivery, we're extremely similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how did the, how did the presentation go? She crushed it, crushed it, crushed it. Okay. Like fire. Obviously. Okay. All right. So you went to support her at the Koi Symposium. You saw it. was it. my first one. My first, first one. Because you have to be a graduate. I just have graduated. See, I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Take us from so there. After the Koi Symposium, like it went so well. We were high-fiving each other after the lecture. And I'm like, I can't believe we did all that in like a day. You know, and he's like, I know. He's like, we should do something. Like maybe teach like a one-day composite course and crush it. Because I lectured on composite that day, you know, and we have all this content just from the one day even. And plus all the years that I've been lecturing composite, I'm like, it, we can combine our stuff and just do like a one-day hands-on maybe. And he's like, yeah, that sounds good. And we said, let's just make it like not sponsored by any company, just our own. That way we can use different materials and blah, blah. And we had, um, we're like, how are we going to advertise? We're like, we'll just put it on Instagram and yeah. one day course. And I mean, we sold out in like two months. I mean, it wasn't like super fast, yeah. but like we sold it out in two months. And it was in, supposed to be in September in Charleston in 2018. And we find out that there was a hurricane coming <laughs> and we had to cancel our course. And we, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this a sign from God that we're not supposed to do this? Mm -hmm. And so we had to rearrange the date to November and everybody except for one person. One person couldn't make it. Couldn't wow. make it. So the entire class postponed and went to November. Um, and our evaluations after the first course was that they were, they were great reviews, but they said that this should be a two-day course because um, we wanted to stay and learn more. And so I think we had one more two-day before it became Empress. No, we weren't. Yeah. So go back to, so what did you teach in those two days? Like what was the essence of the first course you put together? It was composite artistry. And we spent like the morning lecturing and the afternoon hands-on Um and the reviews were great, but like I said, they wanted even more content um, in like clinical application too. And I think that's the big piece in education. You know, I think people, it's one thing to learn um, 
you know, how to do beautiful dentistry, but the clinical application, well, okay, how does that work in a busy practice like mine? And, mm-hmm. and the thing about Adamo and I is that we, we have very similar practices. I mean, we are not sitting down with one single patient all day and doing this huge veneer case. We're doing the huge veneer case with five operatories going around, two full-time hygienists, three emergencies, all this stuff. So if I'm doing composite artistry, which I love, like how do I do this in 30 minutes? How do I do this in 45? But if I get past a certain amount of time, then you know, my overhead per hour, my return on investment, like what, what is that? It doesn't make sense. Right. right? So, so the way we teach it, I think um, resonates with a lot of people because I've learned from some amazing educators, but a lot of it is like, you spend all day doing this composite veneer or in the artistry is unparalleled. I mean, beautiful, but at the same time, you have to be able to take it back and make sense in your clinical and business world. Um, so that's, we decided to grow it to a two day course. And at first we were just thinking it would be one course, but let's maybe put a name to ourselves instead of Amanda and Adamo. Um, and then I don't even know you came up with impress. Well, yeah, we were driving BS and I don't know what the hell it popped in. Something (laughs) popped into my head and, and she was like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. So I went home and I did the list little thing on, you know, something that's like stands for predictable, aesthetics, restorative. And he's like, okay, okay. Predictable, restorative, aesthetic outcomes. Impress. Mm. <laughs> Just take the S off. She's like, wait, what? what? I'm like, ah, she's kind of pop- yeah, solutions. So it's predictable, yeah. restorative, aesthetic solutions is the press and impress. That's why it only has one S. Um, uh-huh. But I'll, the, I'll tell you the truth. We knew we were going to do a two-day composite course. I'm like, let's do a couple courses. She's like, what do you mean a couple courses? Yeah, that's right. what I when you know like again that inner voice and the 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 insecure part of myself the thinking like like what else can i teach people like this is kind of like my niche i mean i take good photos but i don't know but he he's definitely that's the funny thing like he's definitely the driver but i'm the detail person right and i'm he'll be he'll just do things and then figure it out and make mistakes and learn whereas i'm like I want it perfect the first time, but at the same time, that kind of holds me back from moving forward sometimes at a pace that we need to. So it it works out. Yeah, go know. go back to every superpower has it's a combination of a unique ability. Somebody has yeah. something that, and the other has the opposite or yeah. a complementary. So is that go a little bit further with that? What do you think your superpower is, Amanda? And then what do you think your superpower is, Adamo? Why don't you tell me what my superpower is? <laughs> I love it. What one of them is to boss my ass around. Oh, now we're getting <laughs> I'm somewhere. I'm kidding. I, I, I will tell you this. I think that both of us are extremely creative in similar and different ways. I believe that. I think Amanda is so good at making systems and steps to follow. So it's that's it. You just do this and do this and do this. And she's so organized. And I think for me, I I, I guess I just want to maybe say like work ethic. I'm like a bull. Just let me go. And I'll, you want me to film for you and photograph you all for three days straight? I'll do it. Mm-hmm. There's no questions asked. I, I think your superpower is that 
he he dreams big, like and bigger than I allow myself to dream um, without hesitation. Like he, you know, I would never, when we got together, be like, we're having an aesthetics curriculum, the two of us. I mean, I'm like, no, we have a composite course. And he's like, no, no, no. We should, now we should teach rubber dam and isolation. I'm like, I can't teach that. He goes, do you rubber dam? I go, yeah. He goes, you can teach it. <laughs> like, okay, no, yes. No. And so he's just definitely the person that has the big dreams and goals and then figures out how to work backwards to make that a reality. And I think that, that um, that's amazing. Cause if on my own, I probably would never have the confidence to feel like I, I would be able to do that. Yeah. Two things I think about. You guys are extremely transparent and vulnerable, which is extremely rich in the CE experience. Like you're both honest about your journey and everything. And I think a lot of people can see themselves in your story or glimpses of it. You know, Adamo, some of the conversations you have with your dad, same conversation, just different setting, probably type of a thing. Um, But go back to the dream big thing. I want to, when you guys got together, there was a why. Like go into the why. What's the why of what you're doing now and where you're going? Well, uh, listen, as flattered as I am is what Amanda just said about me, which is I, I get emotional, so I won't. But I, that touches my heart because I do dream. Like in my mind, ain't nothing I can't do. And I don't give a, I'm not stopping for nothing. I'm going to get there and I'm nobody's going to stop me. She in her own words right now, just said that maybe she wouldn't do that without me and I'd maybe push her. But if you take me aside and then look at what she's accomplished, mother of four children, the top dentist and educator on the planet, motivates so many young women who probably don't think that they could do a tenth of what they really could do. She She is exactly what every, I think, what every young female dentist wants to be. And they should think like that. And maybe I'm a little more fearless, but her mindset and mindset are identical. Mm -hmm. She knows she can do it. She just has a little, hold on, let me think before I take that step. And I'm like, F it, I'm jumping and whatever's (laughs) down there, we're going to figure it out later. So I think our superpowers are really, really similar. We just have, I go forward and like she said i'll back up and figure it out but she'll take that step forward a little slower and then we'll meet in the middle and i think we've done that like when we said aesthetic curriculum she's like are you nuts i'm like no we're gonna do rubber dam we're gonna do photography she's like oh my god slow down um but the reality is i know deep down she believed we were going to pull it off or yeah. we could do it i d- i had no doubt from the first day i lectured with her we started the lecture and i didn't say one word i started crying like a four-year-old <laughs> Does he cry a lot? I want to know. Like, uh, Well, I didn't know at the time that he cries a lot, but (laughs) we set up for our first course and the room was all set up and we looked around and my best friend, Erin, came to my first lecture. She sat in the front row and I was getting a little emotional, but I didn't quite cry yet. And I looked at Adamo like, do you want to open up? And he looked at me and he's like, yeah. And he looked at everybody and he just started bawling, crying. And I was like, oh my God. And then I started crying. I mean, it was, yeah. this is how we opened up our first lecture. Well, so- listen, it, it goes to your point. I've always dreamed that I wanted to educate. I wanted to be somebody who changed people's lives. I wanted to 
teach them how to get better because I was like, I had nothing. I had no hand skills. I didn't know what the hell I was doing in school or after school. And I taught this to myself. I learned from people, but I went home and practiced and I wanted to, I, I could do it. I know I could do this. I could do it better than anybody, even without Dale Carnegie. But, <laughs> um, and I was determined. And then when I met her, I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to happen. And when I saw a room filled with nobody paying for us, all independent, we did it. We set up every stand. We packaged everything at composite and 30 people flew to Charleston, paid whatever we charged at the time. I don't even remember to see and hear us. I was like, holy crap, this is real. We did it. And boom, I lost it. I was done. Mm -hmm. I was done. That is so awesome. You keep, Amanda, you explain your vision of the why behind this. So mine's very different, actually. So, you know, my why was I never envisioned lecturing, right? And I got asked to lecture and I didn't love it, um, but I kept pushing myself to do it because I was passionate about how an educator could help our, our industry and do it better. Because every time I did it, I thought about, well, what are the questions that people have and how could I have done this better in my role? So for me, it was more like a challenge, but it got to a place after, I don't know, 10-ish years of doing it where with my kids and I get on a plane, I go to a hotel, to a group I've never met. um, And sometimes they're there for the free CE or the free lunch. They're not really there because they know they wanted to see Amanda C lecture. They might not even know who I am, you know? And, and sometimes I see people kind of like not not engaged in the back of the room or whatever it is. And I just get on the plane. Every time I get to the airport, I always look at my phone and look at pictures of my kids, call my husband. And I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, like, I want to be home with my family. Mm-hmm. I love the challenge of of and the responsibility of of doing good education for the field of dentistry, but I don't know if this is right. This but but what am I supposed to do? Should I just focus on clinical practice or and just publish or and it was I was kind of at that place and so I made like a secret pact with my my family that I said, okay, from now on I'm going to stop traveling to lecture unless I'm already attending the meeting or I can make it a family vacation or it has some profound impact for me, something really a a growth moment, right? Because I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not getting on the plane, lecturing to all these different places. So so kind of right about that time that I decided to do that, I, I met Adamo you know, and what's so different about lecturing together now and people like who actually seek us out to come to our course is that now it's transformational. It's not transactional, you know, whereas before I would just go to these places and it'd be like, hi, bye, never see you again. Right. Um, And now, I mean, we feel like we have our own little tribe, our little family. We have like our first like graduating class six months ago and people who are like, we're done, but what do, we don't want to be done. Can you guys have a symposium? Can you guys have another course? Or and and, and it's it's like our, our our circle keeps getting bigger. Like and these people that send us messages, like look at this case I just did, and thank you guys so much. And 
And that's the real, I mean, um, I've, what fills my heart, 100%. you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I really, you know, it, it came at the right time because I was kind of becoming um, underwhelmed with right. the, the lecture circuit. Okay, go back to that. She got a little more that she didn't wish for because she wanted to be close to her family. And to the right of us is four bunk beds, and we crash here like a frat house. So she has a whole new family she didn't even know was coming. That is awesome. My family, yeah. Family's just getting bigger. I love that. Amanda, go back to that. That was awesome. You said transformation, no versus transactional. If I'm a young dentist listening, and I'm just starting the CE track, help me understand, what does that mean? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much CE, right? And and for me, like a transactional CE sometimes are those that, not that it's bad, you go to learn something specific, or maybe you learn, you go because you want to hear someone speak. Um, but they're there at the podium to give you some information, but there's not engagement. Um, there's not follow-up. Meaning if you have a question about what was taught after the class, you just got to figure out how to get that answer, maybe from another colleague, you know, internet, whatever. So, and you can do that. There's lots of little courses like that, but the transformational ones are the ones where there's a relationship, there's, there's follow through so that, you know, and, and the first kind of transformational CE I had was for me like the Coy Center because you know John Coyce is of course the 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 head of that whole center and he has some faculty but he is the one that teaches that entire curriculum and I mean you know he's such a big famous guy I remember going there for the first time and I was like oh my gosh I have this question I still don't get it like I still don't get it but I'm so afraid to bother him like I don't want to go up there so I went up and I asked, and he kind of asked questions back to kind of test my understanding of why do you think this? Tell me why. I'm not saying you're wrong, but tell me why you think this. And I'm telling him all this stuff, and he could sense my confusion. <laughs> and he said, he said, can you meet me tomorrow at 6 a.m.? Let's go over this case. Wow. And I remember that moment. I'm like, you're going to help me. Like, I'm no one. You know, like you've got thousands of students that you see every year. And and he did. And and I remember leaving that course that week and coming home. And I'm like, he cares. Right. He wants to see us better. And he's invested like, yes, we pay thousands of dollars to go to the Koi Center and learn from a great educator. But it extends beyond the transaction. Right. And so. I just always said, you know, I, I had hoped when I stepped into the educator role that I could achieve the same thing. But honestly, the the way it was going, I mean, there's some lectures that are better than others, but, you know, the, the hotel lectures or the study club lectures sometimes, I mean, it's a different experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't walk away from there feeling like I was able to do what John Coyce did for me, yeah. right? So, so it, it was, it was really cool when um, we got together because now I feel that when people are messaging us, emailing us, when, when they pay to come to our course and send us gifts as a thank you, you're like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I remember the first time that happened and I'm like, did they just send us a present? I'm like, that's 
crazy. Yeah, they know? pay all this money and you're sending a gift. We should be sending you gifts. <laughs> so, so, um, so, I mean, I, I don't even know. I get emotional thinking about it because I still can't believe it. He's like, you should believe it, you know, but I'm, I'm still in disbelief. Believe it. It's, it's been a crazy ride. Yeah, that's awesome. We've talked. I love your story. I, I'm keeping you guys way longer. I, I, we're going to make this a two-hour podcast. Okay, so um, we've talked about the story up until that point and this point. What do you talk about the present? What does it look like presently? What are you guys doing? So, again, I have so many young dentists. Like, what are you doing now? Explain it, how it works, you know, all that. Well, I mean, it's the the whole process or where we're going. Well, just the course. If I was going to get started, and then I also want, I also want to get a glimpse of what you guys are going to do in the future. I always love talking. Yeah. About, yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's talk about currently. What do you like? Give me an example. What are you guys doing this week? What's going on this week? What are you doing? So this week we have a it, last year. Okay, let's back up to COVID. We had we did hold courses during COVID in October of 2020, and specifically we had a back-to-back courses and there were a couple people who were in the first course from the west coast from the west coast and then right back at it again the week after and we were like weren't you here last week and don't you live in california yeah well i flew home worked for two days and i'm back and they said you guys should really think about a track course and we're like track course like back to like one week so last year we did this course that we're doing right now it's our first and only we're contemplating some more. We guess we'll get into that after. Um, but we decided to combine two courses. Our rubber dam course, which we think is the most essential. And we almost, at, if it wasn't for COVID, I think we probably would have made it mandatory because rubber dam and bonding is the backbone of all good dentistry. And then I think our initial course, the, our first baby was our composite course. So we do Monday, Tuesday was rubber dam isolation and bonding. The attendees have off today to go explore Charleston. And then to Thursday and Friday, we have a two-day composite course. So we combine two of our courses together in one week with a day off in the middle. And I mean, it, it's been, it was a really great response. People liked it. Yeah. Um, and they get a chance to explore Charleston because that yeah. was another complaint. You know, Charleston's a great, great city to visit. And when we have our courses Friday and Saturday, people usually fly in Thursday evening. They are in class all day Friday, all day Saturday, and they might have dinner out Saturday night and then they fly Sunday morning and they're like, gosh, I wish I had more time, yeah. you know? So with the course being the way it is, they they already have Wednesday for sure, but they can fly in earlier or stay later if they want for the weekend as well. So um, it's yeah. been a really popular choice. Yeah. Charleston's not a great town. It's an amazing town. And so yeah. I would imagine you guys give so much information. My brain also needs a break on Wednesday yeah. a little bit, just to yeah. absorb it a little bit. Yeah, they do. They do like the mental. Break. Yeah, they definitely yeah. do. That's for sure. That is awesome. 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 All right. We're, what's the future hold? What are you thinking about the future? Now we won't hold you to it, but you guys are amazing thinkers and amazing, amazing educators. So Adamo is always pushing me to do like another course. And I'm like, we have a full curriculum. There's nothing else we can teach. And he's like, What's the question that people always ask at our courses that we don't teach? And I'm like, implants. He's like, yes. I go, I don't place implants. I restore them. He's like, I know. He's like, well, we can lecture on that and we can bring in, like he places it. He's a great 
like surgeon. He does a, a ton of implants, but we also have um, some friends that are amazing as well. Mm-hmm. So we, we're, we've brought in guest speakers for different things, people that know more than us in those categories, like um, Tony Manito, who works with me, we brought him in for the digital dentistry component for our veneer class. Um, we bring in Rolando for, Nunez for the bonding part. And so for the implant, we have some, can't announce it yet because it's going to be a surprise, yeah. right? But he's a phenomenal, he's a general dentist, but phenomenal, phenomenal surgeon. And he's out of uh, Edmonton. Uh, he's, well, you just gave it away. <laughs> All I got to do is ask questions. I'm going to learn more. Yeah. yeah. So we have that coming. And then I pop, I, I kind of let Amanda know that there's another course coming the year after that. She was like, what? What? I talked to Tony about this. We're going to do it. Posterior composites. And so we, we have an idea of a track course that Monday, Tuesday is posterior composite. Thursday, Friday is indirect CAD CAM milled posterior so a full posterior course direct and indirect it's gonna happen don't worry (laughs) i love it i absolutely love it so uh i'm gonna have you guys back again and again just cover and i i know we're way over time here but um i want to talk about just last thoughts and again we've got just so many young dentists i've got people thinking about going into dentistry what would you tell somebody that was just fresh out of the gate thinking about dentistry or getting started what would you say to them I think, well, I'll, I'll tell you the question that I get all the time from young dentists is knowing where to start, where to begin to get on this track to do the same kind of dentistry. And of course, C is important, but I think, you know, to find, you need to have a place that's going to teach you the treatment planning, the diagnosis, the comprehensive dentistry, the occlusion, whether it be spear or coist or panky, like find your home, Right to learn that because I think that's critical, wouldn't you say? But then for the, for the cosmetics, I mean, if that's what you want to get into, I mean, we, there's the AACD is a great place to start because it's inexpensive um, for so many cosmetic educators under one roof. I mean, we're there and our, all of our friends that are educators are there. So for a very small tuition price, you get a little sampling of all these different educators. And then when you do that, you can decide, all right, well, I really liked this person or that person. And and then make a plan, make a, a budget and a plan to say, this is how much I can spend this year on CE. And that's the cost of closing your practice, travel, um, and be intentional about your plan so that you're just not sitting around saying, when I have more money, when I have more money, because you're never going to have more money. I mean, right. I had nothing but debt, you know, coming out of school. And 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 you just have to say, this is how much I'm willing to spend and invest into myself. Love you know, it. and when you're intentional about it, I just feel like even if you, you fall short of taking maybe that fifth course that you want to take that year, you've taken three instead of not taking anything. Um, and you just slowly chip away at it. Yeah. Can I throw a question at you again every week? Yeah. Amanda, this is so hard so hard to be a dentist. It's like really, it's a lot to think about. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what do you say to that? I, I love these kids and I'm like one day at a time, just what, you don't have to fix the world. Do you know what yeah. I mean? What do you I, say? I that's a great point. And I think one of the biggest problems that we're seeing now, and it's not their fault. You know, I took 
eight years to finish the course curriculum. Okay. And I was getting accredited. I was trying to do everything, but you can only do so much and comprehend it. This younger generation, and I know there's a lot of students on this, and I think they should really listen to what I'm about to say and let it marinate for a second because they have the world too easy. What do I mean by that? I'm hungry, DoorDash, boom, it's there in 10 minutes. I need groceries, Instacart, boom, a button in one second. I want to learn how to do sinus lifts, YouTube, no, no. No, there's a reason that our courses are 25% lecture and 75% hands-on because we are firm believers in, you want to learn a class four composite, you're going to do it five times in our course and you better do it 50 times on a plastic tooth the next week if you want to develop it. Love it. And everybody now, they want it because of social media and Instagram and all this, they see all these people with so many followers and they want to be famous and they're missing the point. You need to educate yourself at a pace that you're capable of understanding it and apply it. And then you go to the next step. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't get my fellowship in one year. It took me six years. I did a thousand cases for the 50 I put in. I learned everyone and I got better. Life is too easy now. Everybody can get anything in a half a second and they don't want to put in the work that Amanda put in to get where she is, that I put in to get where I am. They think we woke up through a case on Instagram and all of a sudden we're famous. It's right. not true. Yeah. But I think that part of that is too, you know, social media's world. I mean, you know, it's a highlight reel, like you were saying. I mean, I show, you know, I go to this meeting and I'm with my female friends or I'm at this nice hotel and I'm on the podium and I, you know, so it's, I understand how they can become enamored with, oh, like this is the lifestyle of, you know, a cosmetic dentist who lectures or whatever it may be. But what they don't see is that we're grinding it out in a, a storage unit, counting comp compules of composite for our courses and bagging them and labeling them and doing, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, not, not sexy stuff that we do behind the scenes that we don't always show, you know, but in, in his resident, Sarah, who um, helps us with our courses, the first time she came, to help us prep for the course and clean up. And she looked at us and she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, I had no idea all that you guys do. She's like, I didn't even know how you do this, you know? And it's, it is, it's, a, it's, there's no magic button. There's no like, take this CE and all of this will magically come to you. Like you've got to work, you've got to grind it out. You've got to fail. Like there's, you know, you, you think you're going to go home and, and take, you know, your first photo and it's going to look good. No, you're going to do your first composite. It's not going to look good, but you keep doing it. You just get up and each time you get better. So um, I even know where we're going with this now. That's all right. That's all right. We're going to say, I, I've got like 12 more questions and we don't have time for that. So I want. It's rare that we're together on yeah, an off day. That's true. So we you can even break it up into segments, right? Uh, that's totally cool. I want, um, if I'm listening and I've never heard you guys before, where do I go? Like, how do I find out more? Where do I start? Tell us where to go. I mean, individually, we obviously have our own Instagram pages. We don't have one for Impress because um, we definitely don't have the time for that right now um, <laughs> unless we hire someone to do it. But so mine is Adamo Elvis and Amanda's is Dr. Amanda C-D-R, Amanda C-S-E-A-Y. Um, but we also have our website that has 
our course descriptions, our bios. Uh, each course description has a PDF and it tells you exactly what you learn. It's about 12 to 14 pages of, of what you would learn in that particular course. Mm -hmm. And the website is impress with one S courses.com. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, we have, when, when people come, there's a page for places to eat and accommodations and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And if I'm looking at your website, um, what course do I start with? If, if I'm just kind of getting my feet so wet. We, we, we always like go back and forth about that, you know, um, because for me, I think photography is absolutely essential. Why? Well, I think that you can't really evaluate your own work if you don't know how to take a photo and you can't get better if you can't take good photos. You can't get better outcomes if you can't take good photos. So photography, it's it's like, um, who says, was it Brian Lesage? Brian Lesage. Brian Lesage says, um, don't let your photography hurt your dentistry. Ooh, I like that. So I think it's critical. And he doesn't disagree, but he thinks also the rubber dam isolation. Yeah. Tell us why. It's easy. I mean, let's go back to the highlight reel. You see somebody slap on 20 veneers on every single patient. And then A, you don't, some people, you don't know how they even cemented them. B, you see some of the video and I cringe because I'm like, there's saliva all over the teeth. I'm like, wait a second. I mean, yes, you want to be famous and cosmetic and blah, 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 but is your stuff going to last? And what is the foundation for everything we do in our office with the exception of surgery? It's bonding. You cannot bond without good isolation. Mm -hmm. There's no argument. I don't I don't care if people say there's no data or research or this and that. You cannot bond if you get moisture contamination. So how do you do that? Yeah. Rubber dam. So you could take our class four composite course and make beautiful composites. But do you know how to stick the composite to the tooth? You could take our veneer course and learn how to prep and smile design or injection mold. Can you make it stay as long as humanly possible? And that for me, is our Nexus course, which is our rubber dam and bonding course. Yeah. I love it. I am so grateful for this time, you guys. So thank you guys so much yeah. for being here. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you for having us. It's fun. It's always fun being with him. Oh, know? my gosh. You guys Definitely. are blessed. I want to get invited. Charleston's amazing. Like, I want to hang out. Anytime. I'm having Maybe. FOMO. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> you tell us the weekend, we have a seat for you. All right. Mm -hmm. Deal. 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 My wife loves that town. Absolutely loves that town. Awesome. So um, if you guys are listening, here's what I want you to do. If you're not taking notes, don't worry. We're taking notes for you. So everything that Amanda and Adamo have said, we've got them in the show notes. You can just flip up in Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening to, just flip up to it. You'll see the notes. You'll see all their social media, where their website is. Just click on it. It'll take you right there to the courses they mentioned. Make sure you check it out. These two are the real deal. Deal. They're very sincere, awesome human beings. When you reach out to them, they reach back. It's pretty cool. So um, check it out. So stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends because we love it when you guys spread the word. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. And until you hear from us next time or you see us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? 
Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.